Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. So I'm a female, and at the time of this story, I was 24 years old. In 2018, I was living all alone in an apartment. I was on the third floor, and across the building I lived in, there was an identical building. My downstairs neighbor was a girl named Dally. I was visiting her at her place when she told me she had a crazy ex who was threatening her. At the time, I had been in an injury with my legs so I was using crutches to walk. Well, it was getting late, and suddenly we hear someone running up the stairs and then pounding at the door. Allie decided to open the door, and she was immediately then attacked by her ex. I then screamed at him, and they fell. He was starting to choke her when I then took my crutches and I hit him in the head. I then screamed at him to let Allie go. He stood up and looked at Allie, then said that she's really lucky I was there. He then walked away and we called the police. All they said was they couldn't really do anything about it. Yeah, the police totally failed us. Allie stayed in my place for the night. About two weeks after this incident, I was sitting in my living room. I didn't have any blinds at the time or anything to cover my windows. I had almost just moved in as it wasn't a permanent solution for me. I looked over the other building, and I noticed one window with the light on, and I could see the silhouette of a person looking straight at me. I walked into another room and turned off all the lights, and in less than five seconds after my light turned off, the light in that window turned off as well. The next couple of days, this continued to happen. Every time my light was on, the window's light turned on, and then when I turned my light off, the light in that window turned off as well. I was really scared, and I decided to visit a friend for the weekend. Now, one thing about me is that I have extreme anxiety and OCD. One of the things that I always do is I test the door handle three times whenever I lock the door and leave my home. I know for a fact that I did this before leaving. When I came home, however, I noticed that my door was not locked. I called the police and they came and searched my home. They didn't end up finding anything, and they left. I left my home again. I recorded it with my phone that I locked the door, and then again, tested the door handle three times. I went back to my friends, but of course, I was scared to be there. I then came back home again the next day. This time my door was broken, and there was clear footprints on my door from someone trying to kick my door in. I called the police again, and this time they made a report, and they then suggested I go to a family's house for a while. My door got replaced, and after about 10 days, I went home again. Nothing happened after this. I also got blinds to my windows, and I installed a ring door camera. 
I then moved away two months after. I'm pretty damn sure it was my friend's crazy ex who was seeking revenge, but I can't prove it. I'm just really glad I got the fuck away from that place. I will start by giving some slight background. My neighborhood is a big circle that is connected to another neighborhood at the top. I guess you could say that I live in the side of the circle, in a cul-de-sac, and that the person in this story lives at the top of the neighborhood, right by the entrance to the next neighborhood. The story takes place four years ago, during my sophomore year of high school. Every morning when I would walk out to my car to leave for school, there was a red truck that would pass by the end of my cul-de-sac, very slowly. And by very slowly, I mean five miles per hour at most, and sometimes stopping completely. This man learned my schedule, and continued this for months. Even if I walked out later than normal, and he caught a glimpse of me after already passing, this man would seriously put his car in reverse and then just sit there until I got in my car. I didn't really think much of it because he never really came directly in front of my house and didn't do anything physically to me. But the final straw for me was when I picked up one of my friends before school who also lived in my neighborhood right up the street from me. My friend got in the car and I was about to pull out of his driveway when the man in the red truck pulls up right behind the driveway, blocking me in. I was terrified because I was now trapped and I didn't really know if he was going to try to do something. After about five minutes of just sitting there, the man starts inching backwards in reverse. I immediately throw my car in reverse and start backing out of the driveway. And as I'm doing this, he starts inching forward towards me. At this point, my car's now going in the ditch because I have nowhere to go. I ended up reversing basically back to my house. I threw my car in drive and then sped around him. Stupid instances like this continued happening for the rest of the year before I ever told anyone about it other than my friend in the car that day. Luckily, my parents were friends with one of the cops in my town, so when I finally told my parents, they reached out to the cop and told him the situation. Long story short, the creepy man with the red truck is no longer allowed to go down my street and he has to take an alternate way in and out of the neighborhood. I know this isn't the scariest story to some, but it put me through hell every day. This happened around eight years ago. My then husband and I had just found out we were expecting our son. Now, at the time, we were living with my parents, but since we were expecting, we decided that we should try and find our own place. Well, we ended up finding a single wide trailer for rent. It was in a decent looking trailer park, and it wasn't really that fancy at all, but it was our own place, and we were really excited about it. Well, turns out, our neighbor who was the trailer right beside ours was our landlord, and we found out when we went to pick up our keys and pay for our deposit, and he seemed very nice. About a week after moving in, I had a doctor's appointment, so my husband and I were walking out of the house to get into the car, and we then heard a door slam, and we noticed that our landlord was running towards us. We asked if anything was wrong, but he said no, 
but that he wanted to ask how we were doing and settling in. We told him everything was great and that we're doing really fine, and he goes on to ask where we were going and just how long we would be gone, basically being kind of nosy. That made me feel off. Anyways, on the way to the appointment, I started getting this dreadful feeling. Later on after the appointment, when we finally got home, we noticed that the door to our trailer was unlocked, which is very strange. Now, I'm very OCD when it comes to locking my doors and windows and the like, and when I then told my husband I was absolutely positive that I locked the door, he just shrugged it off, saying it must be pregnancy brain, so I just let it go. My husband worked the night shift, so from 11pm to 7am, pretty much I'm home alone. I was laying on my couch when I then heard someone beating on my back door. I got up and checked it out, and sure enough, it's my landlord. I also want to add that this was all around 3am. I opened the door and I asked if everything was okay, to which he replied with, Yeah. I just wanted to tell you if you need anything during the night while your husband's at work, just let me know. I just thanked him and said okay, and then went to shut the door. As I did so, however, he just kept standing there, smiling widely, and just kind of giving me the creeps. I shut and locked the door. After that encounter with the landlord, I decided to call my husband and tell him about the landlord and how he's really giving me a lot of bizarre and creepy vibes. He just told me to keep the doors locked and don't answer the door if he knocks again. I said okay and finally fell asleep. Well, it's now about two nights later. I was home alone again around 2am when our dog started barking absolutely crazy and just going insane, which is not like him at all. I looked out the window to check what was going on that would cause my dog to react that way, and I see none other than the landlord standing in our backyard right behind our house. I totally started panicking. I make sure the house is locked up, and I stay awake all night long until my husband got home the next day. My husband confronted the landlord, which of course this made him very upset, but for about a month, we didn't have another problem out of him. Fast forward to around Christmas time. My husband had to go out of town for work, so I was going to be home alone for two nights. The second day I was home alone, I decided to go to my parents' house and spend the day there. So when I left the house, I made sure to check all of my doors and windows three times, just to make sure they were locked this time. Around 10pm, I got home, and to my surprise, my door was fully unlocked. I slowly walked in the house and there was no sign of anything unusual, that is, until I went to the bedroom. Once I got in, I saw what looked like someone had went through our closet and my dresser. Not my husband's, but mine. I freaked out, but instead of calling the cops, I drove back to my parents and stayed there for the rest of the night. The next day, when my husband returned home from work, he confronted the landlord, asking if he went into our home. He totally denied anything of the sort, and he started acting really offended over the whole thing. 
We wanted to move, but we didn't really have the extra money to do that. But we did get an idea to try and figure out what the hell exactly was happening when we weren't home. And that idea, you ask? Hidden cameras. We secretly installed cameras in our trailer, and then we went and stayed at a friend's house for the night. Well, the next day when we returned home, we checked the cameras, and I still can't believe it to this day, but there was our landlord going into our home and trying on my clothes. Not just my clothes, though, but also my underwear and bras as well. He then masturbated to my pictures. I was completely fucking horrified by this. We really should have taken legal action, but we didn't. We just got the hell out of there and officially moved out the next day. We didn't have a lease or anything. It was just a month-to-month kind of rental, so we got really lucky with that. We stayed with our friends until we could get another place. It's been about eight years since this happened. Me and my husband split up, and I've since remarried. We both live in much safer areas now. But unfortunately, in order to get home, I always have to pass that trailer park. It always makes me sick to my stomach every time I see it. I thank God we got out when we did. Who really knows what would have happened if we'd stayed living there a little longer. Hi. So before we continue... I want to give a trigger warning for this story for sexual assault. So, I'm a trans man, and at the time of this story, it happened from when I was four to eight years old. During the time of this story, I lived in a two-story apartment complex. I lived on the second floor, and I had lived in this place for most of my life at this point. My mom first met the antagonist of this story who we'll call Bob. She had met him selling cookies, and he seemed like a really nice elderly guy. He was around 70 to 72 years old, and was really tall and skinny. After my mom and Bob talked for a few months, she introduced me to him. He seemed really cool, and my family hung out with him a lot, since he would babysit for us in return for my mom to help him with things, like grocery shopping, cleaning his house baking, and sometimes driving him around to places. After about a month, he started having me sit very close to him, holding his hand or making food with him. He always gave me things like coloring books, cookies, and candy, which of course, me being so little, thought nothing of it, except that I thought I hit the jackpot in Friends. He would always let me play my favorite movies over and over without complaining. I knew a lot of my neighbors thought he was weird for this, but the others just thought he was a nice old man who needed help from time to time. The only times he wasn't weird was whenever my mom or anyone else was around. After maybe about two years or so, I was probably six, and he started having me sit on his lap, which really weirded me out, and I didn't really know why, but it did. Then he told me it was polite to leave the bathroom door open, That also confused me since my mom said the exact opposite. One time I walked into the kitchen and I straight him solemn with his penis out. When I was seven years old, he started insulting me. 
I would stay the night in his room while he slept undressed, which was a big red flag, even for a kid. But I just brushed it off, being the dumbass that I was. Then, he started getting really touchy while I was watching my favorite movies, and I became more uncomfortable than I ever have been and ever will be again. Maybe about two days later, I then told my mom the last time I saw him, he was smiling at me all gross and sick. Now that I'm older, I've actually learned that there were 19 other people, including myself and my sister, that he did this to, and most likely even more. Let this be a warning to everyone. Stranger danger isn't always true. Most of the time it's the people close to you who cause the most damage. Be safe out there. When I was about 24, I was always pretty busy with work, and I lived in a small historic town. So, needless to say, I didn't get out much, which is why I was so excited when my 30-something cousin came up from Fresno to visit. I was also excited when she wanted to go check out the scene on the first night that she stayed with me. As it turns out, she was a drinker, so we headed out to hit up the few small bars in my town. We only ended up finding one bar that was kind of happening. It had a pool table, plus it allowed smoking inside, so we were sold. I decided to sit at the bar, and my cousin headed off to play pool with some guys. As I'm sitting at the bar sipping my drink and checking my phone, I get a tap on my shoulder. I turn to see an older gentleman, whom I didn't really recognize right away. Seeing my puzzled look, he exclaims, Hey, it's me, Cody's dad. I then instantly realized then he's the father of a boy that I had dated in like the 8th grade when I was about 14. His dad seemed nice enough, but I did remember then he was a pretty stern character back then. Sometimes as a punishment for his son, he would have him dig trenches, even in the summertime, in the hard pan rocky ground. I could even remember hanging out at his house back in the day and just getting a bad gut feeling about his dad. Though, I never really experienced anything around his dad that would really justify that feeling. So, of course, I was really surprised he even recognized me at all, all those years later. He bought me a drink, and we started catching up a little. As we're talking, my cousin comes over to check in with me, upon seeing a much older man at the bar speaking with me. Eventually, he suggested that we go outside to smoke, since the bar was getting pretty smoky. Once we were outside though, I realized we were pretty much all alone. That was fine, I figured, since he was always one of my distant neighbors that I had known off and on over the years. But I figured wrong, and I began to understand that as he then started asking me more personal questions. He started asking me about whether or not I had a boyfriend, or if I'd ever considered dating an older guy. I started getting uncomfortable, so I then suggested that we go back inside, where it was a bit warmer. But again, after a few minutes, he wanted to go back outside. At that point though, I was already trying to blow him off politely. My cousin was seeing this, since she was walking over again to check in with me. She gave me a sort of warning look, before turning and walking back to her game of pool. As the night progressed, he continued to try and get me to go outside with him. This time, though, 
He wanted to go to his truck. Finally, he grabbed my arm and tried pulling me outside with him. Thank God for my cousin. She seemed to materialize right out of nowhere, and she grabbed my other arm, then yelling, Fuck off, dude! He immediately backed right off, and he then disappeared into the small crowd toward the back exit. For the rest of that night, we really enjoyed ourselves, and we had some much-needed fun. It wasn't until about six months later that I heard a horrifying story about him from another neighbor. I was told that he was in prison, probably for life. Apparently, he had been stalking and watching his soon-to-be ex-wife at their former home for months. Eventually, he had decided to try and straight-up kidnap her, tying her up and gagging her. He then put her in his truck and back seat, and then drove her down towards Mexico. Well, in Los Angeles, California, he decided they should stop for the night, as it was about an eight-hour drive from our hometown. All night on that stay, he repeatedly beat and tortured her. He had apparently told her that he was going to take her to Mexico to kill her. He had been treating her like that for years. I knew upon hearing that, that my bad feeling as a kid was justified. I'm now getting chills just writing this part. Somehow, though, she had actually managed to escape his brutal attack that night. He was then arrested pretty quick after that. So yeah, what a fucking psycho he was.